0: Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You always gone,
1: Rebel scum.
0: The rebelliest of rebels.
1: Writer of. <laughs> uh, what is up? We are back from celebration. We didn't go, but the weekend is over and we survived. I great. was there. Mm-hmm.
0: It was great. I had a great time. You didn't. You weren't there. You could have made no. it. No,
1: no, I was not. <laughs> Leave the country. Get out of here.
0: <laughs> it, uh it, yeah, it, went, it it went without us. I thought they said they weren't going to do it without us, but here we are, alone, <laughs> I'm trying to find all these. I'm trying to. F- Sorry, I forgot to post it on Patreon. So I just posted it on Patreon. Howdy, Vermont, Mike.
1: Hello welcome to the rebel scum podcast i'm brock this is james i will say it for you and we will bring you everything star wars uh huge 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 news immediately let's talk about what was announced at the celebration
0: what was announced i didn't i haven't uh i didn't even know there was a celebration i was at starman celebration starman which was a great it was a great time yeah i went as uh i went to my jeff bridges cosplay and i i thought it was spectacular heidi's here heidi was also there we were the only two at starman celebration and it was fun we had a great time
1: there you are you froze (laughs) you froze (laughs) Uh... you live in the woods um yeah so anyways uh what, what would you say is the biggest reveal this weekend?
0: Hmm. Like reveals? I think the Hera and Sabine probably. Like yeah, Hera. Because uh. Sabine, Sabine, we kind of knew. Yeah. But Hera, yeah. Hera is one that I think everybody was anticipating at some point. So I think that was probably the biggest reveal. There was nothing, I didn't think there was anything shocking. I think mm-hmm. the Andor release, the date of Andor, uh, Mandalorian mm-hmm. season four is being written as well. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we got a we got a trailer. What was that trailer? Andor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Andor. We got bad Bad Batch as well. Bad Batch. Two of bad Batch. But, and then uh, Visions is coming out in 2023. I guess they're staggering it quite a bit. They're going yeah. boom, 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 boom.
1: Yeah, and on so. top of that, we got the Willow trailer, a picture of a silhouetted Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Uh, so that just means that's probably the stunt double because so you can't see his face.
0: <laughs> Until I see an Indiana Jones trailer, that movie doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how that one's going, and so there's a trailer. Get, I keep seeing like set photos and like behind yeah. the scenes, and like Willow, they're like, Here's the trailer. But Indiana Jones, I, I, until there's actual official footage, that movie isn't happening, in my opinion. Yeah, and my opinion matters. So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take my phone out of my pocket, see what's up. I'm gonna type in what, like, I guess that's it. We won't get any more news on Star Wars for a while now, like, we're done,
1: <laughs> yeah. But they all they also announced uh that there is a series coming out called uh, skeleton crew that will star or co-star or he'll just be in it. Jude Law. Did they say what his character's gonna be? Is he gonna be the villain? No.
0: My my idea, my thought, Brock, was that they're just it's John Watts, and he's just gonna make yeah. his movie Cop Car in Space. Right, and right, right. Jude Law will be playing the part of Kevin Bacon. That's just how i saw it going so because it's about kids and yeah. goonies like so yeah. I mean, for me i feel like like two kids fi- find like an imperial star imperial star cruiser and take it on a joyride and uh and uh yeah and then jude law plays the imperial that has to chase them down it's the exact yeah, yeah. same movie exact same yeah. movie
1: so, yeah, it's uh, some good stuff. They announced uh, the comic, I think just comic series for High Republic, and that's gonna be a hundred years prior to uh, what we've read in phase one of the new Republic or the High Republic. I still i I'm all all for it. I will check it out, but like it's like why? You've just established this whole thing and it left you on a cliffhanger. So like, let's keep going with this, but I'm sure it will make sense because they did a good job with the first part. Uh other big trailer. Um I'm gonna totally forget what it. I believe it's Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Fallen Order. Did not yeah. watch it. I forgot completely to watch that. Uh it's did a, you watch it?
0: Yeah, it's uh oh, let me try to get in the It's a, it's good, it's fine. It it doesn't do any like it, you know, it has um huh oh, what's that planet with the guys with the oval heads and the Avengers of the Sith? What the
1: Oh that? uh Utapau.
0: Yeah, it has a Udepayian on it. Yeah. He's the bad guy, I guess. And yeah. it looked good, but it <clears throat> there was no gameplay footage. It was very much a teaser, and it's and the mm. and it's only coming out on like the next gen consoles. So if you don't have a next gen console for right. eight billion dollars, you can't yeah. you can't play. So that was disappointing. It was I was fine. I mean, it didn't. I like the first game, so I, I'm going to play this. Well, if I can get a next-gen console, <laughs> like I would have interest in playing the next game. Yeah. But the trailer was, I didn't like. Erin loved the first game. I didn't even bother showing her the trailer. I just felt like, what's the like? It was it was pointless. It was like, get excited, it's coming. But I could do that verbally and just say, hey, they made a second one, it's coming out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah like there was nothing. I mean, the graphics look. It look it really good. Like the the graphics look good.
1: I didn't really watch any of the panels. Uh, I just was like reading the announcements. Did you watch any of them? I heard like
0: none of them streamed. They didn't stream any of them this year. Oh, they I thought did, they like, did. Just like, just like the Star Wars stage I heard streamed. Mm. And people were complaining. And I'm fine. I don't care. They don't stream it. They don't stream it. I didn't pay the money to go. Why should yeah, I have absolutely. the privilege of watching with somebody who paid thousands of dollars for a week? Like, you know, I'm fine with that. Whatever. It is what it is. Not- Life is not fair. We have to accept that. And, you know, mm-hmm. some... I'm not going to to England next year, but people in England are going to go watch those panels. And if I can't, I can't. Whatever.
1: Yeah. So uh, it seemed like it was a pretty exciting time. I guess like when they watched Obi-Wan, it was a pretty like everyone was losing their minds. But like when we went uh, six years ago, like just people in a group like that that are just hyped like they're there to just be like, I love Star Wars. So like, and you could show them anything and be like, wow, yes, like look at all this absolutely. cool deviant art I found on the internet for Star Wars. I'm like, oh, it's um, absolutely
0: true. Like they're not critics, and they shouldn't be. Like you should be there to be excited about it and whatnot. So I'm one, I, I understand. But they had dropped Kenobi three hours early, also.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like it came out at midnight. Did you stay up to midnight to watch it? Oh
1: God, no! I'm an adult. I watched it the next morning. I only watched the first episode in the beginning, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, oh, I, I con—I considered staying up. I considered staying up. It was like eleven something when I found out, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll do it." And then by like eleven thirty, I said, "Nope, no, I'm good." And I went to the <laughs> I just fell right asleep. I didn't even care.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. So I mean, it's cool. It, it's neat that that they all coincided like that. That was awesome. I, <laughs> I love how I saw I read saw an article It's like in a surprise appearance, Hayden Christensen and uh Ewan McGregor are on the celebration stage. I'm like, of course they're there. Are you talking the show just came out like the day prior. There was everything on YouTube was like Hayden Christensen and <laughs> and yeah, uh, Ewan McGregor we- like they're doing. <laughs> They're
0: doing we're, uh, whatever. We're gonna talk about Obi Wan. I, I honestly, like you were saying, you wish you didn't know Natalie Portman was in Thor.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm right now. I'm like, I wish I didn't know Hayden Christensen was in Obi Wan.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, yeah. cause like that ending. Yeah. I'm like,
0: like everyone's like, oh yeah. my god, I blew my mind. And I'm like, yeah, it was great. But I, you know, it's coming because you know mm-hmm. he's in. If you don't know he's in the series, that moment is way more powerful. Like it just, and that I mean, it didn't take a. It didn't necessarily take away from it. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, but I know he's in this. So what's, like, I get it. Like, I get
1: it. Yeah. Like, uh, Reham and I watched it. <coughs> she watched the first episode. She hasn't watched the second one. So she, I think she's aware that Hayden Christensen's going to be. It. I'm sure I told her at some point, but I'm hoping she has forgotten. And want to see her reaction on that. Cause it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like the, the second episode was good. Like both episodes were really, really good. But like. Yeah, you're right. Like that reveal would have been like, oh. But anyways, uh should we just go into Obi Wan? Like, like yeah, okay. straight up. Like, what's your first reactions when you're watching?
0: So I've seen them both twice now. I watched them once mm-hmm. alone, and I watched them with Aaron. Aaron's reaction for the Vaders. Oh, by the way, spoilers for Obi Wan. We should get that out of the way. Um, I think that's in the title. But but my my okay. When Vader was revealed, she goes, "I don't remember that." I was like, "What?" I don't know. I didn't know what she was referring to. I still don't know, but she was confused why Vader was in a back to tank, I think. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, so I saw them both twice. I really, I really like them quite a bit. I will say, um, and this is when we lose all of our people watching, uh, I wasn't crazy about any of the Inquisitors. The portrayal of the Inquisitors just the way they were bickering with one another and kind and like the way the grand inquisitor was like let me do i was like oh god like it's like oh these typical mundane villains not like i for me inquisitors were always cool like especially rebels they're always cooler they're a little bit more stoic they knew what they were doing the problem with them is they can never really accomplish anything because it's vader right so like they can never be better than vader but I, i just had higher hopes for them and i The way that they were coming across, it was just all the bickering and like, oh, why are you doing this? That part was kind of losing me. I thought the performances were fine. Like Grand Inquisitor was great with his monologue. But then it was like, I don't know. I was just a little frustrated that they just went in the quintessential um, henchman approach to the Inquisitors rather than like stoic ninja guys that are cool. And Brock is frozen, so we'll all agree with with
1: the quintessential what that's where I henchmen, henchmen.
0: like Henchmen, like, like...
1: henchmen. I I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. Uh, I wasn't like I wasn't really like shocked. I They've think just been I so
0: cool in everything else. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Like fall just...
0: fall in order. Like they can never be as good as Vader. That is the one. Yeah. That's the biggest downfall. They'll always have no matter yeah, yeah. what but like even like fallen order the inquisitor is really cool and it, I, I i also think the the, the reva back entire character like she needed like her obsession with kenobi kind of came out of the blue it's like you're obsessed with kenobi what like, I, I i'm hoping i'm gonna hold judgment on that because i'm hoping we'll learn a little bit more why she's obsessed with kenobi later on rather oh, yeah. than just to please uh vader but Brock needs to let it go. <laughs> but like, so that that was, that was that is literally my negative for the show. It's just the Inquisitors were a little bit, yeah. no, and it was just because of everything that I've seen of the Inquisitors in the past, I was expecting a little bit more. They, they felt dumbed down to me.
1: I, I don't know. It's yeah, like, uh, I feel like I reserve final say on these shows till the very, very end because it's sort of like, Sometimes it works. I mean, Boba Fett was like, okay, we'll wait it out. We'll wait it out. I like things in this. We'll wait it out. Wait it out. And in the end, I'm still uncertain about if I think Boba Fett was a good show or not. I mean, the I... Mandalorian part stuff is good, but like...
0: Yeah, I actually think that Boba Fett is the strongest of all the star wars shows we've got it now i, don't know, man. I, I do it just as a story it's just because it, the thing with boba fett is boba fett is what deborah chow said this was going to be boba fett's a character study on boba fett like that's what it is and this one's like it's it's not a character study on obi-wan kenobi at all it's like you know it's a relationship with obi-wan and, and leia that's what we're gonna see which is, it's gonna be fine but it's just the inquisitors just i just expected so much more out of them
1: i love how my question was like what did you like about it the most this is what i fucking hated um anyway. well no because
0: i literally liked everything else about it but the inquisitors because I, I, I love the inquisitors you know like they're like my they're they're my favorite new era stuff and it just i was like like why just
1: clearly like reva reva is uh very associated with vader in some way uh i mean the fact that she gets a name that's gotta say something that's interesting um and I get like when you watch the second episode, it's sort of like she's definitely directly reporting to Vader. And she also is like, she's not considered one of them. And she's like, there's something I might, yeah, one of the kids in that very, very first scene. I think so. Has- my guess is like,
0: yeah. And um am and that's what. And that's why I'm gonna just like hold on the judgment about what I feel about Riva and her plan. But the argument stuff it, there just felt too typical. You, cut, you 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 stop. So it's the back. argument stuff, the argument stuff, annoyed me a little bit too much. And that, but I'm gonna hold, reserve whole judgment on her, on her relationship and her her mission for obi-wan because i liked it it just kind of came out of left field like was an obi-wan show she should be obsessed with obi-wan and i love that she's hunting obi-wan i love that aspect of it you're back i love that i love that aspect that she's hunting obi-wan and so like that i'm gonna like i'm gonna let that grow let's see how that goes but uh, yeah
1: yeah let me finish my thought let me finish my thought yeah Uh, so like yeah no i mean there's gotta be more to it like i think vader has some deal with her that no one else has or like Perhaps, like, they have her family or something like that. Because this isn't like... She doesn't have a vendetta about against Obi-Wan. Like, she doesn't care who he is, what he represents. So it's like... We'll see. We got four more episodes. I'm
0: hoping (laughs) it goes deeper, like,
1: because she's obviously one of those kids at the... Obviously one of those kids at the beginning.
0: And how how did Obi-Wan affect those kids at the beginning? Obi-Wan and Anakin specifically affect those kids at the beginning. Like, what is it going... What are they going to twist? And that and i'm all james is just being a true star wars fan by hating it so yeah. i i do i actually liked every little everything well i shouldn't say everything i love pretty much everything else about it like i loved the first episode i text our friend sheldon who by the way facetimed me from the mandalorian exhibit at celebration and that was wow that exhibit looked amazing but um i just i think this the first episode could have been some of the like probably the best directing directing we've gotten in Star Wars ever, I thought. Like I thought she was dialed in, like Chow was dialed in for the whole thing. Um I mean there's a couple of like weaknesses, I suppose, in that episode, but like the whole everything with Obi-Wan and Tatooine, and maybe this is why I like Boba Fett so much. Is I'm like, this is just what I want to watch. I just want to watch these people doing little day to day things on Tatooine. That's like I just I like the I love I love when you're watching the character be the character. Uh, and that first episode when we had Obi Wan just cutting the meat, I'm like, just I would watch six episodes of just that.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's just like it's good. Uh, I I really liked it because it. Like, I texted you. I'm like, this show is not wasting any time. It's like, look, he's on Tatooine. He's mad, He's upset because everything he believed in is gone now. But <laughs> we have six episodes. And we have an idea, and we're like, bang, bang, bang. So, like, I, I'd argue that's probably why the villains aren't completely fleshed out, because they aren't the real villain. Vader is the villain. So, like, yeah, like, going back to what we were talking about, I was like, if we didn't know Vader wasn't immediately going to be in this show, I think it would have been infinitely better. But what do I know? Maybe they're holding out on some, like, huge, huge, huge thing. But let's just get to, like, the good stuff. like. We were like, what if the story is about Leia? And we're like, and it happened. I was just like, oh, we're, we're on Alderaan. And it's like, she Alderaan knew it's Alderaan like, or whoever wrote it. Did oh, Deborah Chow write all these scripts? No,
0: no. It had a few. There was a lot of writers on the first one. I don't, mm-hmm. I know that they had rewrites because I think it was originally supposed to be Luke mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan. And they felt it was too similar to-
1: Mandalorian.
0: Mandalorian. But I also have to say, I think it makes sense. Here's the thing. And one concern I have with it is uh, Reva McIntyre and Uncle Owen. I'm concerned we're going back to them, and I'm I, I feel I'm concerned that Luke is going to be exposed too much mm-hmm. to the Inquisitors and and whatnot. And I I don't I don't think he can be. Whereas Leia, I think can be exposed to everything. Like, and that's what I think is smart about making it Leia, is that she and she also has to have a relationship with with Ben, Obi-Wan, because of A New Hope, but also she names her Kid Ben for, yeah, exactly. for no reason. Like, there was no reason for her to name her Kid Ben, other than J.J. Yeah. Abrams only knows the original trilogy. So this show gives you, does what we've been saying about, like, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett shows is it's gonna, it could bridge everything together,
1: exactly even in a subtle way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I was just like, oh, that's just just perfect and it was like i love the first scene where it's like it's supposed to be her getting dressed up for this thing but it's a whole thing <laughs> and it's like <laughs> like her mother immediately knows. she's like she's there like, here here and here <laughs> but like i was just like it, I, that felt that that little moment's like it was like okay you're gonna figure out who we're gonna do but we're gonna mess with you for two seconds and it's like it was perfect and we finally get to see Alderon in like live action like or just ever like it's fan it's just great it's everything and on my second viewing i was like all right this is all probably shot in the volume like it's just like it looks it's so real i mean maybe like even the force stuff is probably outside like it's great i loved it um who wins for the cutest character in in this series, this these two episodes? Is it Lola? Is it Tika the Jawa? There was someone else I was thinking. There was like a uh some cutesy thing. I'm like, ah, here's the Babu Frick of this episode. <laughs> Babu Frick appearing
0: in season three of the Mandalorian. Boom. Um that was a reveal. I think um L- Lola was I, I love and I don't love Lola, but it's probably Lola because I would probably want one as well. I don't understand what the point of Lola is like as a droid. I'm talking about like as a droid. Um, but I loved Lola, I, but I think Jawa's gonna get my vote. Brock, I'm gonna give it to the Jawa <laughs> because he steals from Obi-Wan and then sells it back, and that's it, kind of brilliant.
1: I'd say it's, I mean, I would like to see Tico again, but then again. <laughs>
0: I just like, oh, I'm alone now, okay. Well, we'll take it alone. Lola can cut ropes, duh. That's a good point. I love Lola. Lola's a great job. they there's it's for sale right now. I love the idea of Lola. I don't understand the like the the purpose of her within the the lore of Star Wars, like you know the protocol droids and astromech and whatnot but I like the idea of it <laughs> Poor Brock. He is poor. And uh, that's why he has no, no internet. I, I, we're going to talk about this with Brock cause I want to, but my favorite character on the entire show as of right now is, uh, Haja. I believe his name was Haja, uh, Camille, Camille Nanjiani's, uh, character was my absolute favorite because, uh, he was, it, we heard like a rumor a while ago that he was going to be a Jedi, like a Jedi we had never seen before. There was going to be a Jedi. we would never seen before, which could still be the, the case to come, whatever, who cares? But what I really liked about, <laughs> yes, Heidi, Catherine, can I, should have been for Brock's internet. But what I really liked about, uh, Haja was he was, uh, he was posing as a Jedi in, in a world post Jedi. Everything about that just to me was really well thought out and, and played and it brought a uniqueness to him. And I think the casting was brilliant as well because he got, because he had that kind of, he has this quality to him, That's not overly goofy, um, but still you can't take him too seriously. So you know something's up as soon as he's the Jedi. But then when he becomes kind of like heroic towards the end, and he tries to do that heroic act, there's a part of me that's hoping he's going to return and actually be force sensitive. There, I'm not even I don't know if that is possible or plausible in in what they're doing. But there is a a part of me that is really hopeful that we we get that, like he comes back and he's like, "Oh no, I'm actually force sensitive." You trained me in the Clone Wars. He doesn't sound anything like that. That's actually a really bad um, Alec Guinness impression. But look, I, I know I went on a, on a rant a little bit about the Inquisitors. They kind of disappointed. Me. Whatever. That aside, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, the two. I mean, I watched them twice. And if you've been watching this podcast, listening to this podcast for the five years we've been on, you know, I don't watch most things more than once. I'm not really interested in that. As I bring Brock right back into the stream, I was talking about uh, Kamel Nanjiani being my new favorite character, <laughs> but I was also saying uh, there's a part of me that hopes he returns later in the season and he is force sensitive.
1: <sighs> anyway, I'm done with force sensitive. Like it's just like eh. no,
0: like a je- I mean, like an actual Jedi is what I mean. But like he was trained as a child and then he left and he kind of doesn't really know how to use the force, but he kind of does. Yeah, he, maybe he sticks, sticks with magnets. Because I just, I just, I thought that the idea of a, someone posing as a Jedi, post Order 66, to make money, to help good people, like there's everything about that. Because he's also sleazy, everything about that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, are we just getting all this, like this cast that we've talked about that like, for one episode, so I was glad to see sort of like, he had a change of heart sort of thing, and I'm hoping we see him again, because we haven't left. What was that planet? Dio, yeah, yeah. Um, because like Ben's Ben, B- ben Safty just like immediately done, but I was like, oh, cool, there he is. And I'm like, it... re watching that scene, I'm like, yeah, how didn't I figure out he was the Jedi right off the bat in that scene? Because you see him and I know what he looks like, but like when I <laughs> first watch it, you're like, it's the guy sitting at yeah the, the, the bar and it's Obi Wan, it's like none of those things. I, there was a lot of times where like. Like the Deborah Chow's like look over here now look over here I'm like so uh, yeah that was good no
0: I think that that first episode was some of the best directing we've yeah. gotten in Star like she was di- like dialed in like everything was just like perfectly executed I felt and it, yeah. and it just flowed and and you know I love obviously I love the Book of Both and I love the Mandalorian stuff but there was something about that episode. That just flowed so well. The second episode, I didn't feel like it had that flow. But the first episode, it was also the first episode more than the second. This is, I think, the difference was it was more theatrical. A lot of it was shot more theatrically than the set. Like, it didn't feel like a TV show. I felt like we were watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie for that first episode. And uh, yeah. it was like the scale was big. Every shot of Tatooine was like wide. You're like, look at it all. And then I was like, I'm sick of Tatooine. We need to leave. So I, uh, yeah, it just, the, the whole, scene, but I, I, so I love that. What else? Who? Uh, so, oh, let's talk about uh, Joel Edgerton, Owen, Owen Lars, making yeah. his, his comeback to Star Wars. Um, what did you make of his couple
1: of scenes? I think they were good. Uh, I was like, has he always been that skinny looking? <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: No, I think he just lost some way for the role. He's such a good actor. Actually, originally, years ago when we talked about this, I I thought, Brock, that... Um, I'm making sure. That, are you there? Are you back? Yeah. Hi. Okay. I was going to say, there were years ago, I thought he would be a perfect person to direct Obi-Wan Kenobi when it was a movie. Now it's no longer a movie. It's a show, and Deborah Chow got them all, and I wouldn't change that, obviously. I really liked him. I liked how he was bitter with me working up the look that you're frozen on right now is killing me. Who's frozen? Is it me or you? I'm
1: not sure right
0: now. I'm just it's you. <laughs> uh anyway, I really I mean, liked don't go
1: that back to Tatooine. You know, what?
0: Uh, it would be neat if all the Inquisitors we know come from that very youngling group and were taken by Grand Inquisitor when they were fe- when they were fleeing since he was a temple guard. That's actually a neat idea. I don't know how much they're going to dive into, into the Inquisitor backstory, to be honest. I mean, we're going to get more of the third sister's backstory, of Riva's backstory, because of that. Hi, Brock. Hi. Hi, Heidi has a message for you.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: It just says Brock. <laughs> she should yeah. say hey, Brock.
1: Like your audio doesn't kick out immediately. So I can, I continue to hear most of what you're saying. So, yeah,
0: I just, I have it playing beside me so I can see who's frozen. If it's me or you. Mm -hmm. And I just see your face. I look over and you're frozen. Like, Oh, there he is. (laughs) Um, Well, let's go to Vermont. Mike's question here. Well, his, his thought here, it would be neat if all the inquisitors we know come from that very youngling group that were taken by the grand inquisitor when they were fleeing since he was a temple guard Uh, As you know, the Grand Inquisitor was a temple guard. What do you think about that, Brock?
1: I can get behind that. That would be interesting. Because I do want to go deeper into like, how exactly were these Inquisitors like, put into place? You know, we've gotten a general idea, but I don't think they've told that story. We know that like, Grand Inquisitor was a temple guard, but like, at what point does he make the flip to the dark side? Does Palpatine do that ahead of time? I don't know. So like, I would love if it was that that was the case. It's like, here we have youngling, here's our Jedi babies, and I'm I'm nanny.
0: <laughs> and why does he make that change too?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, well, here's the thing, here's the big, big thing. Episode two, Reva puts a lightsaber right through his chest. And I'm like, he's not dead in Rebels, so I know nobody really can die in Star Wars. You can put a robot, I mean we thought, uh, oh, what's Ming Na's character in *Mandalorian*? Fennec Shan. Like, we thought she was dead, and they're like, "It's okay. We'll just bring it to the the robot shop."
0: This is my okay. So I, here is a few ideas for you. One, uh, multiple Grand Inquisitors. Okay, they all look this, but there's multiple of them because I think the Jedi Temple guards might have all looked similar. So yeah, multiple Grand Inquisitors. The other one, uh, and and a uh, Rob uh, Darth Ward. He's he's thinking maybe multiple. But Jason Isaac actually comes in as a, as a Grand Inquisitor of the oh, nice. Rebels, which would be cool. Or uh, you know they just uh, Fennec shand him back together.
1: Yeah, no, actually, that's exactly what I was thinking too. I'm like, well, we, there's no backstory outside of like he was a Temple Guard, but we never really see his face. I don't think. <laughs> Two stomachs. Yeah, I can work on that. Like that works. That works.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of hope he's dead and like there's another one that comes up or maybe yeah, they're all yeah. clones of somebody of whatever it is but because there is a shot in one of the trailers where it has all the inquisitors around a table and i believe yeah. he's there
1: yeah
0: um and they would have scrubbed him out i don't know whatever but yeah i it threw me off at first when he died and i was like ah. Eh. No one can be stayed dead in Star
1: Wars. Yeah,
0: you know? absolutely. And it's, and also, there's a rule from the 80s, Brock, 80s movies, where 80s villains, and even into the 90s, the villains always had to kill one of their own. If you name a movie with a villain, the oh, villain yeah. always kills one of their own. This is even true for Jack, Jack Nicholson's Joker. The, the villain always has to kill one of his, his goons and so they kind of spun it with reva mcintyre yeah and uh they had her do it but villains always got to kill somebody i think i think the the her her character has a lot of potential to be awesome but i think i think she's gonna die at the end of the series though
1: Mm -hmm. i'm curious because it's sort of i think she's gonna die too but it's like because it's easy but it's just like we've already set up a whole bunch of inquisitors with the sisters and the brothers and all that it's like just choose one and just put them in place like i guess uh, and there's there's ones that we see in comics that haven't been used in live action or in the video games yet so it's like you could have chose anyone but we'll see like we still have this uh the 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 actress that we thought was going to be uh um flashbacks for um Satine, right now she's an imperial, like she's actually playing an imperial officer. Like, there's still Vader. We don't know what O'Shea Jackson. Is. It's weird when you Google o- Obi Wan, they show us the pictures of who's in the cast, and Ice Cube comes up, and I'm like, he's not in this movie. O'Shea Jackson's in this movie, but O'Shea Jackson's there as well. So I'm like, is maybe Ice Cube in a scene or something, or is it just like Google I, being Google? Where it's I think like, it's Google being it's also Google. O'Shea Jackson. I'm like. Hmm. I I I think that the Vader one for sure. Like I think she will attempt to do what she needs to do or do what even if it's just deliver Obi-Wan to Vader and then she'll be like, You're done out of goodbye erase. (laughs) So um it's shaping up really, really well. I'm really excited, and it's like we get a new episode in two days, so it's like Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, so Fast and Furious. Like, I don't know if I'm happy that we got two episodes because it's like, why does it have to be all one go? It's like if you're gonna do that in the space of seven days, you have half the series. Just release the whole thing. I don't know.
0: See, I, 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 am not a binger, but I watched those two episodes. But I, and as much as I love Boba Fett, I think it would have helped Boba Fett if they released the first three episodes on the same day. Those three were kind of like an isolated piece of the pie. And then four, and then I think five is when Mando showed up. So I think it was like Book of Boba Fett would have benefited, I think, from this release structure. Obi-Wan, I I, I didn't think those two episodes, like they obviously bled into one another, but I didn't think it was like life or death if you didn't watch them side by side. Now I get it. I think I get it because they wanted that big reveal with Vader to be the end, yeah, but then why not yeah. just make it a two-hour episode one and make it a five-part series? That that I don't, whatever. I mean, Stranger Things, every episode this season is like nine hours, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Have you seen any Stranger Things?
1: No, not yet. I haven't had time. I just focused on
0: wa- Obi-Wan. Oh, I watched the first 25 minutes, so for the first time in Stranger Things history, I am ahead of you in watching it. <laughs> 25 minutes! It was really good. It was really good. I just got tired. It's late. What it in
1: uh yeah no I'm excited to watch that as well like it's, uh, it's a lot of good TV out now so um yeah well, I, I I I said to you um I was like this I don't understand why this is just not a movie but we get it Solo didn't do well this is like in the same vein as Solo but it's just like I I, I you know what and like Disney Plus is sort of killing it right now where it's like it's easier to release stuff there and like you know Moon Knight Moon Knight One's going to be in there both like an hour. Like, that's a long ass movie. So it's like you're getting more for your value, I suppose. But like, you can make, I, I would argue, you character, But like, it could have been a movie, and it would have looked okay. Like it would look great. Like I don't know.
0: I, I hear you, and I am more of a movie guy than a TV guy. So whatever I am about to say will be pointless. But um, I think there's a few things. One, you're right. Disney Plus is killing it on every level, and I think it gives them more time to flesh it out. And Solo did. And we both love so we saw Solo twice. I think I don't know if you saw more than that, but we saw it that when it came out. Then we both went on our birthdays to go see it. Yeah, and we both enjoyed it. And I love Solo, and I will. I will. Fight, but I we mentioned this. I think it was last week where every time we do the the ranking Star Wars show, solo like as much as everybody hates the Last Jedi, a lot of people love the Last Jedi. So that's one or bottom. Whereas Solo, it's like bottom or mid, but mid to bottom. Like if, there's no, there's not a lot of love for Solo in comparison is what i'm saying like and if you stretch it out like people do love it but it's it's mostly towards the bottom of most people's star wars list and i think a lot of people forget about it too and i the the difference the big difference though between solo and obi-wan is as much as you can say alden erreich was great as han solo that's not a Han Solo anybody who has been familiar with. Whereas Obi-Wan Kenobi, we had or McGregor, yeah. we had him yeah. in three movies. Like he is yeah. Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. He played Obi-Wan Kenobi more than Alec Guinness played Obi-Wan Kenobi. He had way more screen time, way more care, he had character development. So it's a it's very different, but at the same time, this isn't George Lucas anymore. This is a business. I think if George Lucas made solo, it would have made, I mean it. They wouldn't have changed directors out because he probably would have done it or he would have got Ron Howard from the start. But it would have made what it made. And he would have been like, if he wanted to make Obi-Wan, he would have done an Obi-Wan movie. That's just how it is. But it's a business now and it, and Solo didn't do well. And and they saw, and I believe Solo would have played better on Disney+. Plus. I've said that forever. And so I think it's a smart move to have it there. But as me, Brock, I'm with you. And I wish it was just a movie as well because I would love to go to the theater to watch it.
1: You no know, way! I think what bothers me the most is like, this is arguably movie quality. Yes. We're not making a movie. It's just like make a movie. Make both. Make both. Like, like shoot Obi Wan on the volume on Monday, and then shoot you know, Lobot the movie on Tuesday. I know, I know it's not that easy, but you know what I mean. Like it's just like, like you've you've created a way to make shooting this. Infinitely better, and you know I think movies have a little bit refined look to them, like just like, oh yeah. my, you know, quality. But like, who cares? Like, really? Like,
0: well, movies do because the they all movies cost more. Even though they are very expensive shows, they still, each episode doesn't cost as much as a motion picture. So they're never going to have that same look to them as we go. Uh Let's see. Vermont Mike here says, I like that when the Jedi goes through extreme loss, even they are vulnerable to depression. And hopelessness. Yeah, that's good. That's the thing. Like, I think Deborah Chow said, this was a like, character study like Logan or, or Joker. And I still think Bo book of Boba Fett is more along in line with those. And this has L- this has, this might be more logan but it has more elements it has elements of what she's saying there, and I, I like like that first episode specifically where you get to see obi-wan and the trauma and then when he learns that anakin is alive you get that as well which makes it a lot of fun and look the anakin looks so good man vader looks so good in the tank i can't wait to see more i can't wait to see what they're going to do with him in the show i have no idea what direction they're going where they're aiming for him to be I'm just uh, thrilled that we're getting more Hayden Christensen as uh, Darth Vader in it because he owned that role, and, you know, it's about time people acknowledge that and and, and they get to to see it. Uh, I think – I wish Brock was here because I kind of want to talk about the music. I'm very, like, 50-50 on the music. I think the one thing The Mandalorian – and I guess because of Mandalorian Book of Both, but one thing that they did so well was they separated themselves from Star Wars in a very unique way. This, uh, sometimes, like the, the, I think that's the John Williams score I love. There's a few other music notes that I absolutely love. And then there's some that just I felt just was diving too deep into standard televised sci fi fare. And it, didn't take me out, but it felt kind of cliche in Star Wars It's kind of like on Book of Boba Fett when they do like that uh, techno music when they're fixing up Fennec Shan, right? It's like, what, what's happening here? What's happening here? It kind of t- it, you know, you're like, it's Star Wars, what just happened? But I think Mandalorian, and because of that Book of Boba Fett, what they did was so well is they, they separated and they made it its this own unique thing. Whereas this one's kind of living in the John Williams Obi Wan theme, but then some of the other theme stuff, I didn't, I wasn't it just felt too standard sci-fi for me. Um, but I hope nobody relays that because for the most part, it hasn't taken me up, but there's been a few moments that reminded me a little bit of what we got in book of both that with that. So that's where I, that, that was how I felt about the music overall. I mean, I did really enjoy it. And and the opening, I don't know if that was John Williams or not, but the opening was phenomenal. And whether it was John Williams or not, who cares? But the, the opening was phenomenal. I just was like, Oh, that's Star Wars. It sounds like Star Wars. And I love that the like I love the Mandalorian book of Boba Fett credits where they show you the the production design. But I love that this one was the Star Wars credits, right? It was like this is the Star Wars credits. This is what uh, you're used to seeing. This is what you're gonna get. Brock, I was just talking a little bit about the music, and I I was saying I liked most of it, but some parts of it felt a little bit like it was it was venturing too much into the typical sci-fi TV show music, mm-hmm. and I likened it to the book of Boba Fett episode where they fixed up Fennec Shannon and they went all like techno for a bit and it was like what just what, like it was like what just happened <laughs> I think it was a little I think this one was a little less jarring but some of the music I absolutely loved and some of it I was like eh, it's kind of taking me up. it's not taking me out but I'm like yeah
1: yeah I didn't really like the music didn't really do anything for me like it was just like it was it was fine you know like it was the show but yeah Yeah, I wasn't sure about that myself. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't she know? Or, like, I'm they've they've Leia's been their daughter for 10 years. If Leia knows she's adopted, why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't uh, Breha know as well? So, I was like, I like that. I like I like that, that scene between her and her cousin where it's like, you're afraid of him. It's like, I love that. I love like that. They got it right. like Leia is fearless from the get go, so like. i i I dig that so uh, i was gonna say this earlier but i forgot one thing i like about this show is that obi-wan's like old man logan like you know based on like the logan movie but like like really like the series the comic book series of old man logan where he's like just he he will not use his powers to change he's like nope that life is over now so it's like when he catches her when she falls it's like it looks like he's in pain when he reaches out of the force. <laughs> it's like it's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it, did was it surprising to you that we didn't see him like ignite his lightsaber at any point? Like, are we waiting for them for him to see Vader until yeah. we see that lightsaber? You think?
0: I wasn't surprised. I didn't even think. <clears throat> I was actually surprised when we saw him hold it when Riva McIntyre came into yeah. the the bay. I was like, oh. When she came in the hangar, I was like, oh, he's got it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but for, for me personally, I didn't think so because I think they're saving it for Vader because, again, the problem with Inquisitors all yeah. around is they can't be they can't be as good as Vader, mm-hmm. so they can't beat him. Like, they, this is one of the problems with the show is Obi-Wan and, and Leia, they're never, ever in danger.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, we yeah.
0: know they both get it out of there alive. And the Inquisitors even, like, so when he fights Vader, there's going to be the the, the point of that isn't going to be see who lives or who dies. It's going to be the emotional yes. stakes, which is one of the yeah. things that to compare it to Ninja Turtles, it's Splinter and Shredder, right? When they have a history, it's like oh, it's the his the history of of mm. them together, their history together is what is important in this fight, is the emotional fight. Whereas I, the Inquisitors, there's no emotional fight there, so it's it, it's pointless to have him use his lightsaber against a. And Inquisitor, I thought, though, Brock, I thought maybe he might actually, I didn't think he was going to use the Force, and then a piece of me said, oh, he might use it like he does in New Hope, it'll like make a sound somewhere. But if he did that, she would clue into him using the Force.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know what, I can't think of anything else to say about the episode that like, is, there, I mean, Lee's in it, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> the cousin i'm assuming heidi's what she meant yeah. there um <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're float oh floating in like space in the last jedi i, I don't know <laughs>
0: what did you make of uh of the the actress playing later there's a lot of debate online right now i suppose but uh... in what
1: regard like uh, uh, what's the debate online
0: like they didn't like her. Some people didn't like her. And the being Star Wars fans mean about it. I thought she was fine. I thought they captured the essence of Leia perfectly in that character. In that... Per, whatever. You know what I'm saying. I thought that was Leia.
1: It's like... That first episode where she's interacting with her parents is like you under you're like I maybe this isn't as like profound, but it's just like yeah now we understand why Layla is her how she works with her her mother and her father like she can she could spot all the starships because her father does that and like you know they're like oh they're probably scouting for fires like that's what i said it's like <laughs> it's like almost the reverse of like what luke i mean we don't know a ton about luke and owen and Baru's like relationship but it always seems like luke is sort of just in the middle of nowhere not getting anything but like leia gets to live in a castle if you want to call it that and then have these parents that are like so active in her life and like supportive so it's like it's really great like you see how breha like dresses and you're like oh that's why she dresses the way she does in the, the original trilogy the hair like the hair like the hair isn't like oh is like yeah george lucas decided on it but it's like the hair is like that is how i like Growing up on Aldron, that's how you did your hair, and then like, just like, it's like it's it's like <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Bale is like a uh, like a, a swashbuckling pirate captain or something like that. You know what I mean? I, maybe that's just Jimmy Smiths being Jimmy Smiths, where it's like, oh, I I rather spend my life chasing Pergle. Like it's like that. You get it? We get like her fearlessness, her like. Her knowledge, her cleverness all comes from that. And it's like her parents aren't immediately like surprised when she disappears because like this is her. This, 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 that's what I would yeah, do. She's like, she, <laughs> she, she she's gone. She's gone.
0: That's how yeah. like, she's yeah. no I I, I, I thought that <laughs> I, I thought the chemistry with her and Jimmy Smith was awesome. I love yeah. the dynamic of Leia and Bale are gone. I think that was really that's something that as much as Jimmy Smith Smith is smits is in the prequel trilogy and in rogue one we never really got to see that side of that character either right we just saw a senator and then we saw someone kind of like show up and be like i will call my jedi friend and and i and i love that this show does pose a giant question though and i hope they give us an answer by the end of it um because he was organas were able to call obi-wan kenobi on like a secret phone now kenobi lived in a different house at this point in time But why could they not call him on that phone in A New Hope instead of having Leia do that transmission? That is a question that I have, and I suppose that's five, nine years, whatever it is, away from this. Um, But that was only that I thought of. So maybe the batteries die in it. I don't know.
1: Is that a new kit? Like, does he go to a different house? I think that's just his cave, and he finally builds something in it.
0: You might be right. I'm just saying, why doesn't he have that? device. Oh, I don't. <laughs> that's the that is device. the one that's the above that is everyone's like zoning in on. with well, the Grand Inquisitor can't be dead. I'm like, no, the biggest plot hole is why doesn't he have this device? So I hope he smashes. <laughs> it. Maybe he smashes it at the end. Like you can't contact me again and smashes it. Because he knows who Vader. That actually could play play out, Brock, because he could smash it, but he can't contact me again because Vader is alive and Vader is this kid's yeah. father and he cannot Find out who is here.
1: That's plausible. We had we didn't even talk about that scene where he finally realizes or he realizes that Anakin is alive. Like, and he has that like PTSD where everything goes quiet in his ear. He can't hear anything. It's just like, oh, that's fantastic. Like, it's just. Even though, it, I think it's, like, our problem is, like, we get this stuff that we're like, we know what happens next. So, it's not revealing, but it's, like, every once in a while, we need to be reminded, like, these people have no clue. Like, it's on par with, like, Ahsoka figuring out that Anakin is Vader. It's like, what? <laughs> so.
0: It was a moment that they did in the comics. It was, like, y'all They did it in the comics, and he was in a barn on Must where he learns that Vader is Anakin. Yeah or that Anakin's still alive. Obviously, I think this was more powerful. Yeah. Um and I love this is the thing like I and, and and this is where it's like, oh. And I think this is where Twitter really shows its stupidity. Is this is where you look at the Reva McIntyre character and you say, "Okay, what is her angle here? Like she knows she went into the archives to find out that Obi-Wan fought with Bail Organa. She she knows that Anakin is is Vader and is still alive, and knows that that will get to Obi Wan Kenobi. How does she have this information, and what is her what is her end game to use it all? And that's something that I think is not being talked about enough. It's more just being argued argued about. Like, Argh. it's like, no, no, we're gonna find answers out that's gonna make this character more intriguing, and as it goes along, it's gonna make the story more intriguing as well. Do you want to go to Never Tell Me The Odds?
1: Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. I, odds can't, you.
0: I can't. I can't. The of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,721. Never tell Never me the, the, the odds. odds. <laughs> I don't even know if you're frozen. I don't know if you're frozen or if you're there. Brock, are you frozen or are you there? All right, it's never telling the Oz brought to us by our friends over at Patreon, our Patreon subscribers and supporters. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. We do apologize with all of the flaws on today's show. Brock just can't. Brock doesn't want to do odds. He said let's do the odds, but he is completely out. Maybe the Jawas stole that device out You might be absolutely right. All right, here we go. Never tell me the odds brought to us by Patreon, a lovely Patreon. Supporters, I'm going to run down this list. I don't know if I should wait for Brock. He, whatever. I'm going to run down this list. Executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brovi, Dennis Allen, Randy, Kenobi, Mary, Chris and Nathan, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Rez, Frank Perkins,
1: Mia Lowry, Cosmic Girl 2, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Girls with Sabres, Den of Nerds, Send us money so my internet will work a little bit better. Let's get through this travesty of a <laughs> dumpster fire. You never tell the odds, James. What's oh up? <laughs> all right
0: you have a Never tell the odds Vader will kill Reva.
1: 100%. Oh! Total Brock.
0: Total Brock. I'm going 99.9%.
1: Because
0: yeah. the only pr- – like, you know, I mean, Obi-Wan's not going to kill. He's a Jedi. All right, next thought. Uh, let us know what your odds are in the comments below as well. And to the side, uh, Hondo will appear. Are we going to get Hondo in the Obi Wan Kenobi show?
1: Sixty five percent. I really hope so. Uh, it would be perfect, especially with Obi Wan. Not that they have a tight relationship, but it just works so well in Clone Wars. So.
0: I'm going to go you and Albrock. I'm going to go full Brock, <laughs> and I'm going to go fifty percent full Brock. I want it to happen. And our final odd Haja, will appear again. Will we get Haja again?
1: Is that... Um, Kamil so, Yeah.
0: I, I want him to come back and I want him to actually be Luke Skywalker.
1: <laughs> but you're 10 years old. I know. <laughs> I
0: know. It's crazy, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 85%. No, 100%. Like, why would you randomly put that guy in with this thing?
0: Uh, I'm going to go 81% because he better show up. You know what I'm saying? He better show up. All right, top five. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right here we go top five moments from the obi-wan Kenobi show I really have to wait for Brock for this one we're doing top five moments from the obi-wan Kenobi show Mark hamill may have done a cameo that's true Howie. we'll talk about that another time uh I haven't looked into that I haven't watched that video you sent me yet I will I promise but it's been very busy it has been a very very busy weekend it's been very busy um uh, Praetorian guards awesome I'm Brock's gone Brock is out of here look I There hasn't been a Star Wars show on Disney Plus that I haven't liked. And I felt like they've been getting better and better and better. And I hope that that's the case with this one as well. I didn't think the first two episodes were as strong as the – whatever. No one's going to take me seriously if I say it. Top five internet connections. You know, the thing is, I live in the middle of nowhere. Brock actually lives in like a very large city. And uh, just nobody – hey, Kayla Davis is here. Hi, Kayla. How's it going? We just said your name. Brock is M.I.A. Brock, maybe Brock, uh, you know, maybe Heidi offended Brock when she said uh, the following. (laughs) Guess what? We're going to play a game. Guess what Brock is trying to say? I don't know where the show's going, but I have concerns that that the the third sister, Riva, is going to... You know, can we talk about, like, she was just a very, like, normal-looking person, whereas the Grand Inquisitor looks weird. The fifth brother looks weird, and the third sister—that other one—looks weird. She's the only normal one, and Brock kind of brought that point up earlier. And that's intriguing, also. I because part of me is like, why didn't they make the third sister like the main Inquisitor? She looks awesome. Um, so there's something there's something going on here, and I, it might be beyond beyond Kenobi, right? It might be or it might be beyond the Inquisitors. Uh, I don't think we do know, Mike Vermont, VM. Why they're called brothers and sisters? That might just be what they call them, because you are my brother and I am your sister, or something like that. I don't know. I'm really curious why she looks normal. Why she's obsessed with Kenobi? It's got to be more than just Vader and Anakin getting to them. Now, welcoming to the show, Brock.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where are we,
0: <laughs> Brock? We're just uh we're here, uh, ninety point five FM, talking Obi Wan Kenobi. We're doing top five moments from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Uh, okay, Brock. You got you Brock? My number five. I Can't even get through the show. Brock. Hi. Number five. Leia with Bale. Leia <laughs> with Bale is my number five. I love their chemistry. I love their dynamic.
1: Uh, my number five is going to be... Pff- uh, uh 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 Tika uh, stealing her stealing uh Obi Wan's uh, board from the thing. I'm like yeah, Jabba's be stealing.
0: Love it, love it. I'm here for it. Uh, my number four is Obi Wan uh, cutting meat. I just there's something about that whole sequence. That I was like, I love it. I loved how he was just kind of living a normal life. A less than ideal life, and this is what happened to this great Jedi. Uh,
1: my number four is going to be oh gosh. Uh when <laughs> Obi-Wan's like gone to the, the cruiser, the train station, and he just stands there, and the woman of the thing's like, Well, are you coming? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, he's coming.
0: <laughs> uh my number three when uh uh re when the third sister cuts off cuts off the woman's hand
1: yeah 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 my number three is reva like trying to slash uh the ben safety character but like the inquisitor has to stop (laughs) she's like i don't care i will i will leave a trail of blood to get what i want so she is heartless.
0: Uh, my number two, Owen and Obi Wan, the double O's, doing mm. what they do to talk about Luke Skywalker. I love uh, all of that. I like. Thank you, Owen. I didn't do it for you.
1: <laughs> my number two is going to be uh, the re- the reveal of Anakin. Is- Anakin is still alive, and we see Vader in a back to tank. It should be number one, I suppose. But like, were we that surprised? <laughs>
0: That's my number one, because that's my homeboy.
1: Number one, though, this little girl, I don't know her name, being Leia, like, just perfect. I, I think, if anything, like, this, the rest of the show could just be about her. Like, how oh, the Mandalorian steals, like, most of the, ep- the episodes from Boba Fett. Like, like, yeah, just do young Leia. Yeah, please. They could do that. They honestly could do that. They could take those... They could take the uh bale and reha and young leia and make a kid show out of it done
0: <laughs> and you know what they that could be their game plan right that could be next on the list yeah. we don't know i mean it's not young a Indiana on the list, Jones. boom done yeah they could i mean <laughs> yeah you have her right now use her before she gets to the stranger things kids yep. age because they're adults now brock when you watch you'll be like these are not kids anymore yeah, exactly they are right. adults uh but that's our top five let us know what your top five are in the comments below uh chris olivia says i like when kenobi tells leia to pretend he's her father and she replies more like grandfather (laughs) yeah that was actually that was her that was was, they really nailed leia and she was really good as leia as well like they they yeah it was fun watching like young leia i was like yeah with her little with a little mickey mouse droid i loved it
1: yeah 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 this is great like she's not please let me go it's I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, <laughs> but that's that's you know that's who Leia we get to see like that's yeah. who she was right from the get go right. Who knows yeah, yeah. when she became that, but she lives with without fear. Um, you know she and she gets to do all that. It's it, I love the juxtaposition of her watching the ships and Luke playing with the ship or pretending he was on a ship. Like you yeah, yeah. Just get just see that as well. It was, it was a good show. I really uh I really enjoyed the show. I'm looking forward to this week's episode. Uh, I guess they're all going to be very long episodes, right? There, this was like fifty Perfect. minutes, forty minutes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss my third, I miss my twenty-two minute Rebel episodes. I miss them. I'm like in and out. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Space whales in out. I, it's good though because it, it, you know, it, should it be a movie? Maybe, but if it was, a lot of what we got would have been trimmed out, yeah, cut down exactly. So, so so give and take, give and take. Right now, I'm taking it because we're not getting Star Wars in the theater till Taika Waititi. Finishes Thor. So I hope Thor comes out soon. It does. It's coming out. It's July. But uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Give us a like and a subscribe. Brock, anything else you want to say?
1: No. Thank uh, thank you for your patience with my internet going in and out. But here we are.
0: I'm like, maybe somebody will say something in the chat. And then I get this. Oops. Not this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right.
0: I right, Brock, you We're always scum. Rebel
1: scum. How dare you? Hold on, I gotta figure this out.
0: Scumbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.